We spend a lot of time in these episodes trying to help you decouple the potential outcome of your voiceover pursuits, your work, your study, your auditions, etc. Trying not to emphasize or get too disappointed when a booking doesn't happen because it's so rare that it does even for people who quote book all the time. And when it does happen, it's worth celebrating. Yet another VO Heroes Pro is now the voice of a major brand. And we're going to meet her in just a second on this episode of the VO Heroes Podcast. Well, you called it. I don't know if you remember that. But during when we were doing my commercial demo, you like jokingly said to Trevor, oh, it's just a matter of time. She'll have a national spot. You know, like you said that offhand. And I was like, there's no way. There's no way. And you're like, no, you're, yeah, you're going to do it. Just wait. It'll come. And it did. So you're like the voiceover oracle. <laughs> you are uniquely you. And your Starbucks coffee should be too. So if you like your coffee, rich, buttery, and full of caramel flavor, then Starbucks caramel flavored coffee is made to be yours. Awesome. I feel so fancy. I'm on the same podcast as Ann Gangusa. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, yeah, you are. I even you did are. my hair like now. <laughs> you have to do what? I even did my hair like hers. Wow. So there's a little Ann Gangusa worshiping. Not while we're doing on purpose, but then I finished and I was like, oh, well. Okay. All right. So. Uh, after watching that, uh, I, I feel like I have to temporarily suspend my venti misto uh, with with uh, sugar-free uh, vanilla syrup order and get myself something with caramel. I mean, did you was your biggest was your biggest choice at that point, and maybe they helped you make it how to pronounce the word caramel? This it it became a very heated discussion. Like really? extremely heated um, because I am actually from Carmel, Indiana, C-A-R-M-E-L. Right. And Carmel is by the sea, right? right? Carmel is by the corn. And, and neither one of them have that middle A. N- exactly. And yeah. for me, when you eat something or it's flavored, it is caramel. It's not caramel. All right. So I gave my, they're like, Bethany, do you have an opinion? And I was like, do I? And I was like, yeah, I do actually. <laughs> So that's pretty rare. I mean, very you know, rare. You usually have choices made for you by mm-hmm. not just the producer or the director, but the brand manager. Yeah. And I want to get into uh, you know how this all happened and what it was like the day of the recordings or the yeah, date yeah. of the recordings because it turns out now <clears throat> it's a campaign, not just a booking. Mm-hmm. So first off, let's go back to the beginning. Where yeah. did the audition come from? So the audition came through my agent. So I'm with Stuart Talent in Chicago, specifically my agent, Sheila. um, And I love her to death. And it was very interesting because they, it was not actually, the initial audition wasn't for the campaign. It was for, and it was titled Starbucks Animatics. So basically it wasn't going to be front facing initially. It was just going to the C-level executives. Um, you know, the the marketing firm wanted to pitch this. And so they asked for a short list um, from my agent. And Sheila sent me off. And I guess I 
I I did very well in just the initial audition. And they were like, great, we're going to book you. And they paid me a nice little flat rate. And then it was kind of like, forget about it. Because the C-levels, like Starbucks may say yes. Um, the marketing firm may go, you know, we're going in a totally different direction voiceover wise. Like just, you know, it's very much that game of not counting your chickens before they hatch, right? Yes. And out of sight, out of mind. So I did the animatics, um, finished that. And then two months later, I, I get the email from my agent. Hey, they've come back. Uh, they'd like to negotiate to do um, three separate ads. Um, and I was like, okay, that's totally fine. I have a wonderful working relationship. So with my agent, so Sheila actually asked me if I had opinions on, um, my rate and other things like within the contract, because I make my, I work independently so much that I do most of my, um, pricing on my own. So she respects that, which I really appreciate. That's great. So let's just, let me clarify a couple of things for people who are like, wait, what? Animatic? What? So an animatic is the study or the the sort of, uh, hey, here's what we're thinking, mm-hmm. production that they will do so that it becomes a little bit more real for what you also said, which was C-level executives. So CEOs, CMOs, chief marketing officers, COOs, uh, you know, the, the, the inner letter there can vary, yeah. but these are the, the muckety mucks of the company. Yes. And so- used to be you'd come in with with boards and you'd go storyboarding it and you go well in this scene we're going to do this but now you know the budgets are are high enough and the ease of production is easy enough that they can actually do a scratch version of what they finally end up putting out to the public and that's what an animatic is it's like we're going to go from this scene to this scene to this scene and Mm -hmm. this is the way it's going to look and this is how it's going to sound and you see you were the voice of that so yeah. this is not uh, usual, but it's not all that uncommon that a company will say, well, what's wrong with the woman we had that did the, the animatics? Why don't we just get her? She's she great. great. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me how you felt that moment when you were sitting on the same side of the table with your agent and trying to figure out what you were going to come back with for a rate. Um. Honestly, it it was it felt like a milestone. It felt it felt like a really big milestone because I'm I don't know if you remember this, David, but when we first started working together, one of my big like I would say one of my biggest hurdles was becoming confident in pricing out things. And basically, you and I had a pretty long conversation about cost versus value. And what I, happens? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. When somebody actually listens, <laughs> you know, it seems like I, I sometimes feel like when we share the things that we share in this podcast, that I'm just casting it out as a potential help. And if anybody grabs it and uses it, great. But I realize that it doesn't happen nearly as often as people going, oh, yeah, I'll watch that sometime. But the pricing on this, um, you actually had an opportunity to work it out with your agent in a way that it wasn't, and I don't know, was this a union job? This ended up being non-union. Okay. And, but you kind of based your rates on what? On union. On union. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so I, 
yeah, I use um, the GVAA guide online. Uh, I I love that guide, Global Voice Acting Academy, I think it is, uh, because they like do a poll every year. And it's basically a bunch of us kind of giving the median cost of what, you know, we're pricing and whatnot. Um, but then I also always look at union rates. Um, that way I have an idea. I, I'm not undercutting myself or other talent. Mm-hmm. And I'm keeping myself competitive um, within within reason, I guess. It's a really good parameter to work from. Yeah. And so in the Mastering VO Pricing course that we have in VO Heroes, the non-union rates are based on the GVAA uh, uh, rate guide, as well as the voiceover guide here in Los Angeles and also union rates. I mean, yeah. Um, so the pricing's taken care of. You got booked on the gig. Yeah. When it first started, was it three spots? Uh, n- no, it, when it, the, the animatic was for one and then they were like, oh, but we have this idea for v- vanilla or no, for ver- Verbana, the Verbana. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. And they were like, well, would you be willing to, to record? And I was like, yeah, for another fee. I mean, you're getting, you know, another, <laughs> they're like, okay, sure. They were really great. Um, and so, and then it became, when they came back, they were like, okay, now we're going to do three separate spots. And I believe only two are front facing right now. I don't know if we're going with the third one. So. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting. We always think, oh, if I ask for another fee, they'll go find somebody else. It's pretty rare that the fee that they pay to a voice talent is anywhere near the biggest part of the budget. The biggest part of the budget is the actual buy. Uh-huh. And this spot is going to be everywhere this winter, which is so exciting. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've been booked. We've bid the price. I'm assuming that there was no negotiation, some negotiation, but they basically said, yes, you're booked. No, they just said yes. I was really right. lucky again. Okay, <laughs> so you're booked. Let's go to the day or days of recording. Where did you record? What What did you do? What, what did you do? What so, happened? Um, I'm so excited to talk about this because everybody gets all up in arms about what mic, you know, you know, in our industry, everybody's like, if you're not using a, you're terrible, right? I recorded right here in my home booth with my AT2020 USB plus. (laughs) I, (laughs) yes, on a USB mic. (laughs) okay all right so and the mic that you're talking in right now is the usb mic it's it's uh, look the best mic around everybody i I, I can only say um this is an illustration we we just watched the spot okay you heard (laughs) the spot you heard the quality of her voice certainly she went the the signal was picked up over source connect yes we ended up with source connect all right Source Connect, Clean Feed, whatever you're using, it goes to a studio somewhere. An engineer is mixing it with music. Mm-hmm. It's against picture. Um, and the the great. That's what I'm gonna say. Great. <laughs> this is just just another example of the rules that have been set by somebody somewhere mm-hmm. and have scared the crap out of the industry. You have to have a Neumann, you have to have yeah. a a focus right, uh, you know, interface, a really high end yeah. one. You have to. OK. The point is, you did your work from your booth on your AT 2020 USB plus, and it's now airing nationally, internationally. It's going to be airing for a while. Note that this spot, if you want to rewind and go back and watch it, 
this spot has no uh year date uh you know it can be used forever it's evergreen yes and so note that that's the case and next winter when these <laughs> flavors are you know being pushed on us by starbucks great who knows there may be a renewal in your future all right yeah. so you're recording that day what version of, of source connect do you use i pay for source connect standard um I am very much of the opinion that voice actors with their home studios do not need to do uh, voice, uh, voice, sorry. Why, why am I? Source Connect, there we go. I cannot, I do not believe uh, Source Connect Pro, like you need that as a voice actor, that's more for the engineers. So mm -hmm. I do pay for the standard. Um, you know, agents are still really stuck on that. Uh, I'm a huge fan of clean feed. I've now been kind of pushing it on my clients. I mean, like, let's try it. If you hate it, we, I, I have source connect. We can pop it over. You know what I mean? But I, again, where do we want to spend our money as voice actors? Uh, a lot of us, you know, are doing this freelance and I, if I don't have to spend my money there, yeah. I'm going to, I'm not going to, you know? So, yeah. So how long was the session? We ended up, it was a little bit longer than usual. So it ended up being a little bit over an hour. Most of my sessions okay, are an hour stop. under. Hold on, hold on, stop. A little over an hour. Uh -huh. That is a blip in your day, right? <laughs> and when you think about it, people go, oh, that must have been like a long, you know, three spots. Oh my God, that must have <laughs> been. And, and I don't think people really understand the the size the the effort the chunking of uh commercial work of versus narration work versus audiobook work and so when you say a little over an hour and that was a little longer than normal this gives you some insight those of you watching this gives you some insight as to what it takes to do a typical session when you're working in commercial copy and in short form copy um how were they to work with oh incredible I couldn't because we had done the animatics that made the session quicker too. Because it was like, oh, let's just do this again, you know, like let's do it again. Um, there's been maybe a slight change in the script, but not much. My engineer was fantastic. It was actually a studio out in LA, squeaky clean audio, and I, I cannot stress enough how much engineers are your friend. Engineers and producers are your friends. They are the best of the best, and they when you treat them with respect, they advocate for you. And at one point, um, there was a lot of a lot of back and forth between the client and the marketing uh, director, and they were just kind of going around and around and which happens. It's totally fine. You know, you're as a voice actor, you just sit back, be quiet, drink your water and know that you'll probably be speaking again soon. And I have to say, my engineer was like, we need to be mindful of Bethany's time. Um, she's on with us for this amount. Like, you know, guys, can we wrap this up? And I just, I was like, man, that just makes you feel good when other people value you, you know? Yeah. And I want you to, I want you to rewind a little bit. You came on board as a VO Heroes Pro a couple years ago. And what? Two years ago. Two years no. ago. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, and who knows when people are watching this. So <laughs> um, within that time period, I think you've been incredibly diligent about listening and implementing and probing and testing and seeing what fits for you and seeing what works for you 
And you've also become an advocate in a way that I've never seen another VO Heroes Pro work. And I'm really proud of you for this. You're now doing uh, little snippets on LinkedIn and uh, maybe they are showing up elsewhere. I see you on LinkedIn. Um, And what you're doing is you're communicating with your potential audience. I have asked my students and clients to do this for years. And I want you to know you're the very first one to ever do it. Talking with people who could potentially hire you about the best practices of doing just that. If you're talking to a talent about doing, um, you know, a piece of animation, do this. Here's a tip on how to talk with talent on what you need for that. You're actually treating your potential client base as an audience that you can help educate, especially because so many people are going direct to talent now rather than through agencies or through casting sites, they're going direct to the talent, right? So you're doing your best to educate them. And I just think that's brilliant. So I want to ask you this one last question, and that is, how did it feel the moment you saw the finished product? I cried. <laughs> I cried because it, it you know, you, you know, it's coming out. There's not much fanfare in voiceover. It's not like anybody's seeing your face. And unless they know you really well, like a lot of people don't recognize my, my own mother doesn't always recognize my voice. Like she, well, she cracks me up. She's like, unless you're doing your mom voice, I don't know. It's you. Um, and so there's not a lot of fanfare. You're kind of looking for stuff on your own. You, there is like a sense of uh, you have to create community and voiceover because most of us are working out of our booths, you know, by ourselves. And so when I finally saw it, you know, front facing, people are going to see it. I cried because I was so excited, but I also cried because I was really proud of myself um, because I have worked. I have been very diligent in the past couple of years. And like you said, experimenting, figuring out what works for me, because not everything works for every voice actor there's a lot of um black and white thinking in in especially i think in performing uh people will be like this is the hard and fast rule right like we said about the microphones and what's really important is to move away from that and to figure out what works specifically for you and your voice and that's really what i've been doing for two years um not even like getting good at voiceover i've been getting good at being bethany and that's that's what sells that's what gets me booked is Bethany. She's more than enough. And that's what I feel like I want to say to voiceover artists all the time. You right now, just as you are more than enough. So yeah, it was a great feeling. Awesome. I want to take a moment to say congratulations. We (laughs) spent a lot of time on these podcast episodes, trying to decouple the outcome from the process because the outcome is very, very rarely a booking. But (laughs) on those occasions, when a booking occurs when something weird happens in the fabric of the universe and, or maybe not so weird because you were able to show them what you were capable of doing in the animatic. It's worth celebrating. And I want to celebrate with you. And I want to tell you how proud I am of you and how proud I am that you joined VO heroes pro and that we had some small part to do with your current success and hopefully with your ongoing success. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, If you uh, like this episode and it inspires you, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel if that's what you'd like to do. Certainly tap the notification bell gently 
so that you're notified of future episodes. Uh, I'm David H. Lawrence, the 17th. I thank you so much for watching and for listening. And we will see you in the next episode of the VO Heroes podcast. That's when the sound goes. And then it goes, yeah, that's where the sound goes. (laughs) 